This is Blue Zoo Radio, a show dedicated to the aquatic hobby. Here's your host, Frank Reese. This is Blue Zoo Radio. We're changing things up a little bit today because we're going to bring uh, Jason Anipo from San Francisco Bay Brand and Ocean Nutrition on. We had him on a little bit ago talking about aquatics. Today, we're going to spend a few minutes talking about reptiles. Jason, how are you doing, bud? Hey, Frank. I'm doing well. And you? I'm good. I, I don't I don't really know. Um, maybe this is a lot of pressure on you, but I don't know many that are both aquatically and reptilary. Uh, how's that for making up a word? Uh, knowledgeable so what what got what what got you going first aquatics or reptiles well you know my uh my father always had an aquarium in the house when we were growing up and we always had uh snakes and reptiles and stuff crawling around our backyard because we lived right at the edge of the woods so they were kind of something that we were always around in both instances um but i i you know i had tended at one to usually gravitate towards things like um aquatic frogs newts and turtles because uh, it kind of blended both worlds newts and frogs yep. you know it's interesting because um one of the things about that is special for the most part um unless you really find a really big bullfrog or something um newts and frogs are kind of small they're tiny almost almost fish-like to some uh you know in respects Yes, it really, I mean, you know, obviously there are some that get larger. I mean, you've got like your African bullfrogs and stuff, which get around the size of a football. Um, but yeah, in the in the state of Rhode Island, uh, the frogs that we would catch were, you know, bullfrog was about the largest. Um, but yeah, I think I was around 10 years old when I bred African clawed frogs because I read it in a book and it seemed like a simple thing to do. <laughs> well, look at look at you, man, doing doing a ending up having a job or a career. In something that you absolutely love I, I, that's not a bad thing no not at all so if you were going to talk to a group of kids or a group of parents with kids what what do you what advice do you give them to start in the reptile hobby like what what is probably a good starter lizard or turtle what what would you recommend well them to get their, uh, it, it did you know, I, I, I kind of look at it sometimes as like it, it can sometimes depend on how squeamish the parents are, um, you know, because I remember when I was working retail, sometimes as soon as you hit the point that an animal needs live food, then that just broke the deal. The kid wasn't going to get a pet reptile anymore. So I tend to look at things that will do well on, um, you know, commercial diets or a combination of commercial diets and um say fresh foods and whatnot that uh where you can avoid having to use live foods like for instance you know during this uh past year uh, the kids were stuck home a lot and they wanted a new pet and they really wanted something that was a uh, a reptile so we wound up getting them a, a blue tongue skink it's funny you say the parents that are squeamish because i'm sure the kid's not going to care <laughs> no the kid doesn't care they they don't care at all you know, it's the parent that has to deal with the crickets and the worms and everything else, uh, well, you know, which is one of the reasons that when we went to uh, to get the kids a, uh, a pet, we chose the blue tongue skink because it's absolutely unnecessary to uh, to feed them live food and you can actually maintain them on a completely dry diet. You know, it's also interesting because the 
the hobby, the reptile hobby in general, has it, it's really grown, hasn't it? Like exponentially over the last couple of years. Big oh, yeah, and, and and really it was, and and I consider myself to be fortunate because I was in the uh, the retail uh, end of things in the late uh, late 80s and early 90s when the real reptile boom happened. And, um, you know, I started breeding reptiles at a fairly young age, and I was in this region, this area. I was the first and only person breeding bearded dragons for a while because I had discovered them through um, one of the wholesale companies I worked for. So, it, yeah, I mean, the growth from when I had started in the industry in like the mid to, to, to late 80s where uh, there was a big shift even in the um, even in the customer that would come in looking for the reptile. You know, originally it was just like a lot of biker dudes and stuff like that. And then, but you actually had families coming in looking for a pet. And that was really, you know, you had, you know, iguanas until Oprah went on and talked about salmonella. Then that kind of died out. Then the bearded <laughs> dragon, then the bearded dragons came along and that really started to, to change things. You saw another big shift in, um, you know, uh, the people that were coming in to look for a pet reptile. Um, you know, because I mean, you got to, you know, a lot of parents don't want to bring something home that's going to, uh, you know, like monitor lizards and snakes that have to eat mice, whether they're frozen or alive. It's just the whole idea and concept behind it. And to have an animal that, number one, doesn't bite, right? Your bearded dragons rarely, rarely bite, if ever. Um, and so that was a big plus. You know, what's also interesting about um, the reptile side of it, correct me if I'm wrong, is that I don't know when it started. You would know better than me. Uh, but these reptile shows really, I mean, obviously nothing's happened because of the pandemic, but the reptile shows really gained almost like a cult following over the last couple of years. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I, I want to say I was a member of the Rhode Island Herpetological Society when I was a, uh, a teenager and I was breeding reptiles. And so we'd have some small local shows, but it was nothing compared to the turnout that you get at today's shows. And in some regions, you know, those smaller reptile shows would happen every couple of weeks. And that's where people go to get their supplies because maybe there weren't stores around or the stores around did not have what they needed. So they would even rely on those shows to get their live feeders that they relied upon. What what do you think what do you think is the um, the appeal for the reptile side? Is it because it it really it it brings such a diverse demographic of everybody that likes it from kids to adults i mean i know i know fish do that but it seems like the, the lizards and the reptiles are just so diehard um it is and I, I you know i think you do have a like you said a larger demographic of people that really are just attracted and that just might be because you know you've got i mean fish are very diverse and very interesting all of them live in water you know what i mean where your reptiles, uh, you, some of them live in water, some of them live on land, some of them live on trees, some of them have shells, uh, you know, cool eyes, weird feet, uh, you know, long sticky tongues. I mean, there's, I, I think with the reptiles, you've got a lot of different things that can appeal to a lot of different people from a guy that wants to see something eat mice to someone that just wants a really cool, calm looking pet. No, I, that, that's actually um, perfectly said. Um, I think you're spot on with that. When you talk to reptile people, whatever that means, do do turtles fall under that, I guess, yes. genre in their opinion? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, that's a huge, huge uh, part of the reptile market. I mean, it's been a while since I saw a lot of a lot of data, and I'm sure things have shifted with, um, you know, crested geckos and ball pythons. But, you know, I, I want to say go back 10 or 15 years, and 70% of the reptile market was, was turtles, and mostly aquatic turtles. So, it, so, it, so as a food supplier in the reptile industry, is it a little more daunting or a little more challenging than the aquatic side because of all the diversity you just talked about with all the different animals? Uh, yeah, because the, the reptiles have, you know, different needs and not every reptile has the same needs. And, um, you know, you've got some that are omnivores, some that are carnivores, you know, some need supplementation almost daily. Some reptiles only need to get supplemented every couple of weeks. Um, so it's really important that the owner of the reptile is familiar with what they have and the needs of that animal. You know, it's it's it's, it's really important to be educated before you uh, purchase a pet reptile, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, look, some of those some of those reptiles live for a long, long time. It's a commitment for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's it's not uncommon to have, uh, you know, some reptiles uh, that are going to live 25 years plus, depending on what it is. I mean, obviously, there's some there's some that live a lot less, uh, but, yeah. you know, it, it depends on the animal. How how often and maybe this is a strange question, but how often do you have to review and go back and just look at the product, the food product offering under reptile? Because is it never ending change? I know you always want to add and improve, but is it because all of a sudden maybe one reptile becomes much more popular? You're trying to stay ahead of the game and maybe offer something for that animal? Um, if you're doing species specific type of diets where, you know, what we do is we've got um, several general diets, uh, like a veggie mix and a fruit mix, which can serve a wide range of reptiles. Um, then we do some more, a little bit more focused with some bearded dragon and box turtle and tortoise foods. Uh, but even those, like, you know, you could really interchange the diet of a box turtle and a bearded dragon. Um, and then that bearded dragon and that box turtle food would also be good to feed to a blue tongue skink. If there's nothing else about reptiles that you got to love is you got to love the names. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just just that in itself could, could keep you busy for days. Oh, yeah. The names and then when they get into different color morphs and stuff like that, I mean, that just adds a whole new layer to it. Same thing happens in the freshwater side with the shrimp. Yeah, it's just amazing, though, that the shrimp can cost $450 a piece. That's a little nuts. You can get a thirty or $40,000 snake. <laughs> of course you can. Betty, I, we shouldn't be saying those words in front of Steady. You might start getting some ideas, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> the, uh, the, the website, sfbb.com, uh, oceannutrition.com for both aquatics and reptiles you guys aren't looking to get into like llamas or, or birds or horses next are you no no we did actually offer some of the um reptile diets with slight variations into the bird market before but um yeah it's it's you know we've got our hands full with reptiles and fish that's enough yeah i'd, I'd say you're busy he is jason onepo make sure to check out the websites jason always great catching up man i appreciate it all the best hey same to you frank thank you this is Blue Zoo Radio. We will check out everybody later on down the road. See you later. Bye.
What makes Seagrest Farms the best? Everything Seagrest does is to provide the best quality, service, and dependability possible. From offering the best options for sustainably sourced fish to building a community connecting hobbyists and retailers. The goal is to always ensure the best experience possible. Say Seagrest and see the best. Discover Seagrest for yourself. Follow Seagrest on Facebook. Fluval, discover life below water. Fluval's pioneering spirit and commitment to technology and design are reflected in its wide product range from the technically advanced Fluval G series filters to stylish yet practical aquariums, including Fluval Edge, Chi, Profile, and Studio. Without Fluval's innovations, the world's aquariums would be far less inspiring. Go to fluvalaquatics.com for more. Do you find yourself asking which type of food is right for your fish? Ocean Nutrition provides a wide variety of foods made with select natural ingredients to best meet different fishes' nutritional requirements. They are appetizing foods with distinctive flavors that support coloration, help maintain health and vitality, and are easy for fish to digest so they produce less waste. Ocean Nutrition foods make aquarium keeping more practical and easier to manage. Reward your fish with the food they deserve. Feed them Ocean Nutrition. For more information on Ocean Nutrition Foods, visit OceanNutrition.com. Tired of frequent water changes? No time to take care of your fish tank? Can't clear cloudy water no matter what you do? Let EcoBioBlock infused with beneficial bacteria take care of your tank and give you back the time to relax and enjoy your aquarium. For more information and to order, go to Wondersave.com, spelled O-N-E-D-E-R-S-A-V-E.com right now. Setting up your first aquarium? Aquion has everything you need to be successful. From natural fish foods, self-starting power filters, decor, aquatic lighting, and of course, aquariums, Aquion has what you need whether you are setting up your first or 101st aquarium. Check out all Aquion has to offer at AquionProducts.com. Because with Aquion, it's all about the fish. Starting a freshwater aquarium? Try the new instant aquarium substrates from Carib Sea. Specially designed by Carib Sea to take the worry and frustration out of starting a new aquarium, these seven new substrates offer something never offered to the aquarist natural beauty and rapid breaking of new aquariums. Starting a new aquarium has never been quicker or easier. Just add tap water or purified water and you're on your way. To learn more, visit the Carib Sea website on Blue Zoo Radio and check out Carib Sea's instant aquarium. Carib Sea, trusted by professionals and hobbyists alike since 1972. Cordon's Novaqua Plus detoxifies chlorine and toxic metals while adding a protective skin slime coating, echinacea, and natural electrolytes and vitamins. Cordon's superior water conditioning products help make fish keeping easy. Visit Cordon.com and check out the entire line of products and ask for Cordon products at your favorite store. Cordon, trusted solutions since 1961. 